This is Florence Brummer from the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is a podcast for attorneys, business owners, moms, dads, whoever's trying to find help with their daily lives and time management. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for almost 25 years, and throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. Please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the practice of law and in life. All right, so I'm going to give um, an update, and I'm hoping not to make this the longest podcast in the world because I'd like to get to a topic as well. So first of all, I just want to give you an update on my brother. He's doing really good. He's walking great. He looks great. He sounds great. His main thing right now is he's just wiped out. He's done with radiation for now, and he's on chemo every three weeks, and he's just tired. But he's happy, and he's joyful, and he's he's doing good. He'll have a body scan in a few weeks, and then I'll know more. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to Minneapolis for the first time. I went to Minnesota when I was younger. We drove there from Illinois to see my Uncle Ricky, and I went to Minneapolis for a a conference. Um, It was um, appealing because it was out of Arizona, and Arizona has just been like the hottest, hottest, longest summer ever. Like I'm so, I'm so tired of it. Um, So going to Minneapolis for a few days was really appealing, and it was a really good conference. And um, up until I was leaving for the conference, everything was really busy. One of I have two ACs at my office. One of them broke. Um, so one of the ACs was still working. It made it tolerable, but not great. And AC companies kept saying, oh, you need to replace it. You need to replace it. And my husband was like, no, you don't just replace an AC just because it breaks. Like, it's one part. So someone came in, and he worked with them, and they fixed it. And for, you know, 10 times cheaper than it would have been to get a new unit. So I really was happy about that. It took us two weeks to get there. Like, fast forward, it took two weeks. But we made do with the one AC and with fans. And I have a baby at home that's my grandson, Sonny, and it's been the loveliest six weeks with him. He's just the cutest little guy. He's chubby. He's a good baby. He likes to be held and sung to, and he's he's very sweaty. He looks like a little sweaty old man, and he has this curly brown hair on the back of his head. Um, so we've been homebound a lot just because it's it's so hot. I've noticed the mornings seem a tad nicer, which is good news. And the evenings um, are, they're either okay or they're still really humid. It's just been sporadic. I figured Minnesota was a good place to go, headed north towards Canada. And I kept watching the weather the two weeks before I was going up there, and it kept changing. So I wasn't sure if it was going to be hot and humid or nice but either way it was a change and it got me out of the office after nonstop work um also my conference was at the same hotel I was staying at so if I was stuck at the hotel like it was it was doable so the weekend before I left I worked the whole weekend Fridays have been really busy this summer and Fridays are really unpredictable Either people aren't doing anything and Friday is quiet, like right before the weekend, or they want to do everything. Like they get off of work early, so they're calling and they're emailing and they're coming in. And the Friday before I left was so busy and I had some new projects come in. 
So I worked on Saturday and I set up an office on my floor of my bedroom on Sunday and I worked. And I have this really good setup that I love working in my room. It's a one of those like just cushions that are like a chair that you put up on your bed. And it's my daughter Lily's and I'm using it, but I have it on the floor and I have a little tray. And so it's just a nice setup. And the light in my room is really nice. Sometimes I'll light a candle. It's just a perfect work setup. So even though I'm working, it feels relaxing. That same Sunday, I made Sunday dinner, which always is like a carb overload. I made a lemon ricotta pasta and red sauce and meatballs. The other reason I had to work all weekend was because that Monday I had to go downtown first thing for a mediation. So I left about 7.45 in the morning. I was there for hours. And then on the way home, I did an IV for immunity since um, a cold had just been going around my house and I was traveling. This is kind of a new thing I've been doing that every time before I go on a trip, I get one of a vitamin IV, fluids and vitamins, and it's really made me feel better, I think. So Tuesday, real busy, and my dad breaks his arm too. And I tried to get over to see him, but I couldn't make it before leaving. He was out in the world, and he tripped and and broke his elbow. Um, So that Tuesday, I made dinner, and then I made a chicken, a vegan chicken parmesan for my husband, which I always do before I leave. Whenever I'm making one, my kids are like, wait, where are you going? Um, I had a 9 a.m. flight on Wednesday, which sounds like good planning, but I'd really rather have a flight that was like a little bit later. It's so like basically you still have to leave at like 6 a.m. You know, I've been getting a little bit better about this. So instead of leaving like two and a half hours to three hours early for the airport, I've been leaving more like two to two and a half hours and it's been, it's been fine. Um, it's, it's one of those things that if I'm caught in a traffic jam or something, things could get really bad, but for the most part, it's all, all right. I usually take a shower in the morning, but since I decided I was going to be traveling all day, I didn't need to look my freshest and beautiful. So I showered at night and did my hair. When I woke up, it was sort of lopsided in the morning, but I did my best with a straightener and I was still clean. So I wasn't, it wasn't like I was like gross on a flight. I was clean (laughs) because I showered the night before. My husband and I took our youngest daughter to school and then we left for the airport. He uh, was dropping me off. It was not terrible. The drive was not great. Um, The surprisingly, the traffic at the airport was great check-in was two seconds and then I got to security it was a long line it went sort of fast but I screwed up by leaving my kindle in my purse so I had to go through secondary screening which is my own fault I usually put all of my electronics in my laptop bag I have this laptop laptop backpack bag which was one of my best investments ever. I got it on Amazon for like $40. And because it's so cheap, like I don't care what happens to it. It's all stained for some reason. I'm not sure why. Probably just being on the floor at airports and under the seats on the airlines. But it's not an expensive bag, so I don't worry about it. I went to the airport lounge with 15 minutes to spare, had some juice, got on the plane, And then this is where things got interesting. I had the weirdest encounter. So I was waiting in the jetway. So that's, I would loosely call it the tube to get on the plane. So I'm already through security. I'm not in the airport. I'm in the actual physical jetway. And I'm standing in line, you know, just standing in line. There's people in front of me, and I never stand close to the back of people. I always give people personal space. There's no reason to crowd people. We're all going to the same place. It's all in the same line. Like, where are we going? And there was a man behind me who I could see was impatient to get on the plane. He kept looking at his phone like he was going to miss the plane, and he was... 
looking around me, like looking down the jetway. And he asked me, and I'm, this is not an exaggeration. This is not a joke. He said, are you boarding this plane? If I wasn't boarding that plane, what am I doing on this jetway? Like, where else could I be going? And I said, yes. And he kind of like motioned, like with his hand, like super impatiently, because there was space behind these people. And I said, I'm waiting in line. And, um, you know, to indicate I'm not going to crowd these people. So he pushes in front of me and starts standing in the empty space between me and the people in front of me. I was just floored. I wasn't going to confront him because it literally did not matter. I was going to be moving five seconds later. And the funny thing is, he was carrying a dry cleaning bag with a jacket that he wanted the flight attendant to hang up. So basically, so when we get right on the plane, he talks to the flight attendant, and they have to open that cabinet that's like right when you get on, which held everyone up for about 60, for about 60 seconds, I'd say. And not this is not a big deal, obviously. But he acted like an idiot to get on the plane and then held everyone up and he was fine with that. Did he just arrive on this planet? It's just so weird. It's so weird. So I worked on the flight. I brought transcripts and appeals to working to work on. I also started watching The Last of Us, which I found incredibly boring. I don't think I'll go back to it. I don't even know that I've gotten through the first episode. It was very much like The Walking Dead. It's like, what happens after the zombie apocalypse? Starting a new society. It's so boring. So boring. So I had heard good things about it, but was ultimately not impressed. The flight was great. The airport at Minneapolis was nice. Catching a cab was super easy. Super nice cab driver. And Minneapolis is a really pretty city. I highly recommend it. It was the cleanest city I've ever seen. Beautiful churches, a nice skyline. The Twin Stadium is is right downtown. Like a very small city, but very, very much a city. I checked into the hotel. The room wasn't ready. So I sat in the lounge and I had snacks and soda. And the hotel upgraded me to a suite, which was nice. But it definitely, it was a weird floor plan. It had two levels. It had a kitchenette on the first level. It had a kitchenette with a table in a sitting area. And I really didn't spend any time on that first level. And then upstairs, there was a huge bedroom, like a loft, but it was kind of dark. The windows were blocked by a half wall. And then the other half of the room was just a wall. So I was like kind of bummed because I I love a really sunny hotel room, which I know most people don't like. They want to have the blinds closed and they want it to be dark and they want to get sleep, but I like it to be sunny. They really needed with the half wall, it needed to be a glass wall because it blocked the view and the view was really pretty, but it was blocked most of the time. I had a humongous bathroom and there was an office and a huge walk-in closet, and maybe I would have used the office more. I really liked the setup of it, but it was a windowless room, so I didn't want to be in like a even darker room, and so when I first got there, I thought I'd rest and sleep, and I couldn't go to sleep, and I barely slept this whole trip. I could not get on a schedule. I watched the movie Synchronic, which I really liked. It's on Netflix. It's like a time travel movie. It takes place in New Orleans. It's with Anthony Mackie, who I really like, and um, Jamie Doran. They both were great in it. It was a movie that would have passed me by, and I got um, a recommendation on it from the guys on the film vault. They were talking about it, and they made it sound so interesting that I watched it. So I get up early um, because for this next day for the seminar, but it was 4.30 Arizona time. Um, I had lounge access, so I had breakfast first, even though the conference had breakfast. And I went around, I walked outside and walked around the block in the morning because by this time I was stir crazy. I was just in a room with barely any windows and windows that don't open. My dream room is a room with a balcony, 
which is probably why I love staying so much at the Chateau Marmont because I can get a balcony and sit out there and throw open the doors. For lunch, I went to a place called Herbie's Fried Chicken. It is a vegan chicken place. I had wanted to eat there for years. I order from the vegan butcher shop, which is the same owners of Herbie's Fried Chicken, and they always put a postcard in there. And I wanted to eat there for years. I was a little disappointed. I thought it was kind of fine, um, except for the, the, I had a vegan malt, which was delicious. Oh, it had so much malt in it. And I had baked beans, which had vegan bacon in it, which were perfect. There was a line when I got there, and no one was um, at the counter working. And this lady, who is second in line, she starts screaming. She's like, there's people waiting. Uh, No one's taking our order. And a guy comes from the back, and he's very overwhelmed. He's like, oh, we're so short-staffed. I'm I'm cooking, and I'm also uh, doing the front counter. And so there's a guy in front of this lady who is screaming. Uh, The guy in, in front gets his order. He leaves. And the lady gets up to the front and has no idea what she wants. <laughs> I think you standing here screaming that you want someone to take your order. And then you get up there and you're not ready. If I'm in a line and I and maybe it'll figure it out. Sometimes I can't even see the menu, but I'll pull up the menu online. So I figure it out. So when I get up there, I do my order in a snap and get out of there. But I have noticed that 90% of the time when people get up there, after waiting like 10 minutes, they're like, um, I'm not sure what to get. So it's just crazy. And she had really little kids. And she left them in a bike outside. And she got them after she ordered her food. It was so weird. It just was surreal. And I wasn't, um, this was the only meal that I ordered the whole time. I ordered like a small bucket of chicken and I took it back to the hotel. And anytime I needed something to eat, I just ate from the bucket of chicken because I had lounge access. So every night there was appetizers. I made that my dinner and every morning there was breakfast. So I never had to buy food. It was so, so cheap. After the seminar that night, I went to the Mall of America it was big. I, I guess I thought it would be bigger because like, oh, it's so huge. It was huge. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it was not as um, big as I thought it was. Like, I thought it would just be like miles and miles. But it was huge. And it had it had lots of res- uh, restaurants. But I had appetizers before, so I wasn't hungry. I bought some earrings when I was there. The coolest part was there was a Nickelodeon World, which was like was like an indoor theme park. So I really wished I would have had my grandkids for for it. So Friday, um, I get up early. I go back to the conference. I planned to take a nap during lunch because I was so wiped out. And I did. I took an extended lunch. I took a nap. I did a Zoom meeting. And I went back um, to the conference. And in the evening, I did something that I've never done before. I went to a baseball game by myself. I went to the Twins game. It was a five-minute walk from my hotel. The weather was beautiful. I went to the box office, and because I was by myself, I said, sell me your best ticket, which was on the third baseline and um, just above the dugout, and it was only 100 bucks. It had its own concession area, so I got fries and a water. So I guess I did buy some other food. And as the sun set, the weather even got better. It was a late start game, and I left during the sixth inning because I had another early morning at the conference. But I felt so happy. Like, I was just joyous because I haven't been able to do an outdoor activity since I was in L.A., so that was like a month. I finally got some sleep on Friday night, and when I woke up on Saturday, it was that like that fugue state where you're just so exhausted, like when you sleep really, really deep. I had breakfast and um, was dragging, and I ended up being a few minutes late to my last seminar. At the hotel, the coffee just was awful. It was too strong and too bitter, so I was drinking a bunch of tea during the seminar. I had three hours of classes, and I finished up the seminar with an hour to pack. I'll say this. When I am 
physically out of the office doing seminars, I can actually get some work done. While I was at the seminar, I would do emails during the day, and I worked on and off on two briefs and a couple of other small projects. Projects. I packed and headed to the airport. There was no lounge, but my one credit card has priority pass on it. So there was a PJ PJ Let me start over. PJA Lounge Restaurant. And they gave me a $15 voucher for having priority pass. So I had a 15 um I had a salad. It was totally covered by the voucher. Like I just really spent no money on this trip. The flight was good. I watched movies, I read, I thought I would work on the flight home, but I was just too tired by then. And before my plane took off, I ordered food to pick up at Spinata's, Spinata, Spinato's on the way home from when my husband picked me up, and I invited my whole family over. My husband picked me up, we picked up the food, and all, when I got there, all my family was at the house, and we got to hang out. There was like 15 of us. They left, and I started laundry. I had a bunch of packages. I got a ton of stuff from the Disney store. The Disney store will have an amazing end-of-summer sale, so I did some early Christmas shopping, and I got some really cool toys that, I am not joking, cost nothing. I got a $35 Buzz Lightyear, like a big doll, from the new movie. And so it's not the Tim Allen voice, it's the Chris Evans voice. $35 for $6 and a couple other toys like that. Just amazing. It took forever to go through the boxes and I packed everything to go to the office on Sunday. And then my sister-in-law came over Saturday night and I fell into the deepest coma of my life and slept for like 10 hours. I got up on Sunday, had coffee, saw my oldest grandson, went to the office for about an hour and a half. It wasn't too bad after being gone. I had a bunch of calls to return on Monday, but I went through the rest of my email, um, went through my mail, documents from the staff. So it wasn't uh, too much time at the office. Sometimes I'll go to the office and I'll have to be there like six or seven hours just for the catch up. So it was great. I came home, I washed my sheets, which is really one of my life's greatest pleasures. I sleep so good when I sleep on clean sheets. So it was my father-in-law's birthday, um, and we went to, uh, my oldest daughter and I brought the boys over, and we went and saw him. He had pie for his birthday, so we had pie, and we sang. His dementia is pretty bad now, but he was really happy to see the babies. Then we went to the store and got groceries, and relied on leftovers from Spinatos for most of the day. So that actually was a really good hack, which was to pick up food so I didn't have to do cooking like as soon as I walked on, walked in the door. So Monday, I didn't have any court or meeting schedules, but it was time to take to pay the piper. The calls, returning calls after a trip, takes several hours. And luckily, again, no meetings or court, but the rest of the week was terrible. I had court Tuesday through Friday, including a 4 p.m. Friday hearing. Like, what judge does that? Like, it's insane. And Thursday, I had an all-day settlement conference, and then I had the Beyonce concert on Thursday night. And so on Monday night, my dad fell again. He's my dad with the broken arm and we called an ambulance and had to go to the hospital and I was at the hospital I was at his house and then the hospital he's uh doing okay but when he was in the hospital bed I looked at his shoes and he was wearing these high tops that were like all untied and um he's like it's so hard to get my shoes on and um the the bottoms were all worn so I ordered him those Snoop Dogg Skechers slip-ons where you don't have to bend over to put your shoes on. Martha Stewart advertises for him too. They've changed his life. I went and saw him this week. He said, these shoes slip right on. They're not tripping him. And um, he told me that his old shoes would take him half an hour to put on. Like I was floored. So that was just 
so happy. I've been walking on air just knowing that he has shoes that he's not tripping over. So Thursday night, we go to the Beyonce concert. It's an 8 o'clock start, no opening act. She starts at 9 because she's Beyonce. She comes on when she wants to come on. She's just a lovely hostess. You feel so welcomed by her in a stadium of 30,000 people. It doesn't even make sense. I was so excited about my seats. I had the seats that were up along in the first row of a of one of the stages. So the stage was like the stage was in the front and then there was a big U shaped like a horseshoe with a line down the middle so at some point she was going to be right in front of me and I was close to the stage so it seemed great we get to our seats and there is a riser right in front of us that completely blocks the main stage in the middle of the screen and I was like what do you do like what do you do like you can't complain to anybody they're not going to move you like there's nothing going on so it just was terrible um, when the show started, I, I was in a funk for about two hours because we got to our seats at about seven. Like we really were like, this is my daughter Maggie's first concert. So it's like a big deal. And the seats were expensive. These were not obstructed view seats. These were like premium seats. So, um, we get up there and I'm just like, just stewing it's like stewing till she comes on and then once the show started the screen was so big and it was like a split screen so we could always see what was happening on stage but we could never see her physically when she was in the front we could kind of see her peeking between the stairs and then when she would come out on the middle part we could see her, but there was somebody who kept holding up a sign. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. She did walk right in front of us. A lot of times the other dancers were in front of us. So we did have like a wonderful time, but it was like such a bummer. And just one of those things where I'm like, I don't even know what you can do about it. Um, her daughter, Blue Ivy, came out and danced like adorable, just so adorable. My daughter, Maggie, cried. She was so happy. I got home at 1 a.m. I will tell you this, I cannot do that anymore. The next morning, I thought I would get up and cycle before I had my meeting and uh, try my I had meetings in the afternoon and trial in the afternoon. And I thought, and remember, I bought these tickets like in February. So everything, your schedule just fills in as you get closer. So I took my daughter Maggie to school, um, and then there was no way I was going to cycling in the morning. Like, I was exhausted. I was hoarse from screaming. My legs were um, tired from dancing. Just really, really tired. And so um, I went back home, laid down for another hour, and that really helped me quite a bit. And I got up and I showered and went and um, and worked, you know, till like 5.30 at night. So Saturday, I had a hair appointment and a nail appointment. My, I was all gray. It was coming in all gray. And the nice thing was it was relaxing, even though I was scheduled, which I hate. I hate to be scheduled on a weekend. But I just could not get into a hair appointment any other time. And I got a bunch of reading done. Sunday, I prepped for work. Because, again, trial, first thing Monday morning. I had it in surprise. I had to leave at 7.30 in the morning. I was there basically all day. I got back to the office at like 3.30. And also, this whole time, it's a waxing moon and it's a blue moon. I don't care what anyone says. A full moon makes people go crazy, especially the days leading up to the full moon. The phone rang off the hook for two weeks. And um, it's re- it was really hot at the beginning of the week. Um, Sunday, when, while I was working, I took like a two-hour nap. It was too much work, too much Beyonce, um, just crazy. When I did wake up from my nap, I did a bunch of cooking. 
made like a great vegetable primavera and some something else I can't even remember uh, oh a bunch of vegetables um, and my daughter helped me it was a great Sunday dinner but just a long day so my Monday morning trial it's like jumping in a cold pool probably if I'm going to talk about how I hate things to be scheduled Friday afternoon I hate and Monday morning I hate it was a four-hour trial, so I had trial from 9 to 12. Then the judge has to give her staff a lunch break from 12 to 1.30, and we had an hour left, and we go back 1.30 to 2.30. Hot as hell. Just crazy. I get home. I'm dying to go cycling. I'm dying to make an easy dinner. My husband dyes his Frisbees. Like he, it's like a, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call it, a hobby for him. And I stupidly picked them up and spilled dye all over my hand. It's like dark blue dye. All over the floor, the cabinets. I just scrub my hand. I'm just in a funk, like a total funk. I go cycling, and that does make me feel better. And I get home, and there's a giant toad on the front porch, like a, a giant poisonous toad. So we all went out and looked at it and took pictures and the boys came out and saw it. It's just really cool. I guess he lives in my yard. And my daughter Lillian says, because she has a balcony off her room, says um, the the snake will, the snake, I have a story about a snake. The frog will come out like when it's like getting stormy. And so we just have this really cool guy that hangs out. He was in the driveway the other night when I got home and um, he um, was just kind of hopping along. I just was like driving like less than half a mile an hour waiting for him to get out of the way. Then we, the same night we had a snake in the courtyard. I was starting to feel like I was in the middle of a biblical plague. I have so much um, birds in my yard, just crazy amount of animals. All right, so now it's Tuesday, and this was the day. This was the day with the blue moon being the biggest, and it's my most screwed up day. In the morning, I had meetings in court at the office. I get those taken care of. I need to leave at noon to go to court in Chandler. And my daughter and my one-month-old grandson come with because my daughter had an appointment in Scottsdale, she was scared to drive, so I said, let's do this all together. We'll go to Chandler. We'll go to Scottsdale. We each had a couple of errands to run, so I'm like, let's do it all. Goes well at first. Court goes well. I'm in and out. Um, she goes to her appointment. That goes well. Then she has an appointment at Apple to bring in her computer, and so we head back to the mall that's in Scottsdale. I'm selling a bag, so I dropped it off at a consignment shop. Apple is a mad mess, even though she has an appointment, so she just leaves. And the whole time I'm in the car with the baby, I order Shake Shack, which was right next door to the Apple store, and she picks it up, and they had a delicious vegan chocolate shake. And I had a mushroom burger, burger. she had a veggie burger. Like, we, we feel refreshed now. I, I bought a couple of waters. I'm like, oh, we'll need these waters on the way home. It'll be rush hour. We go to another consignment shop because she has a bag of clothes to sell. And there's a long waiting time. So we go inside and we take the baby out of the car. We feed him. And we had to wait, I don't know, a half an hour. And they buy one thing for $6. Like she was so mad. So now it's 4.30. We're tired and hot, but luckily we we. We we ate. We are um, we book over to the highway. I pull onto the ramp, and the ramp is a dead stop. Five minutes before we got to there, a wrong way driver running from the cops hit five cars. It took forty five minutes to get off of the highway. I never even got on. I just went from one ramp to another, and then I had to zigzag through the city to avoid traffic. It took two hours to get home from a 45-minute drive. 
This whole time, we had a newborn baby. (laughs) My daughter sat in the back with him, and we just did our best. When we were stuck in that traffic, the car was starting to overheat, but we turned down the AC and just made do until I could pick up some speed. I was so happy to get home. I just plopped down, and um, I picked up my other daughter from work around 8 o'clock. I just, I'm going to bed. And so I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm telling everyone I'm going to bed. This has been the craziest day ever. I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm in a reality TV show. They may as well come film us for a reality TV show. And I'm one second before I'm about to go up to bed, a snake, the snake from the courtyard is in my kitchen and it must have come under the door. It was little and it goes into a hole under the cabinet And there was a snake in my house (laughs) and my husband and daughter trapped it and got it out later. But I um, was like, I'm going to bed. I can't take it anymore. So once in a blue moon, you have a snake in your house. All right. I'm going to do a topic. I'm going, it's called being Beyonce in your law practice. It's one that I've done a few times. And I've updated a little bit. Many people cite Beyonce as an inspiration. There's the popular meme that states, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. And those words are meant to uplift and inspire and tell us we can live our life to our full potential. Like Beyonce, we have the freedom to define our careers and take mindful and intentional acts to make our day better. Although we are not living glamorous lives, there are a few hacks we can take from Queen Bee. Number one, be yourself. Find what works for you. Beyonce doesn't try to be like anyone else. She has her own style and knows how to work it. At her concert, and maybe this is just me, maybe it's me feeling older, but I felt like she felt she's feeling a little bit older. And this is Beyonce older, not me older. (laughs) So she's still up there dancing like crazy. But a lot of times I felt like she was letting her um, dancers do like some more of the heavy lifting. And um, I noticed every time she came down the stairs or up the stairs, someone would run over and help her. And um, she's fallen down the stairs. And there's like videos of her where she's fallen down the stairs at concerts. So I'm glad she's having someone help her. She doesn't need to be tumbling downstairs just because she's dancing. And was the whole time, was she fabulous? Like, yes, she was. Like, she is just so fun. Like, the... Renaissance tour was so great and I think she feels she's having a renaissance and which brings me to my second point which is don't be afraid of reinvention. So a few years ago Beyonce came out with her album 4 and I will say this her set list was really fun. It could have been um I don't know, a predictable set list, but she was doing some deep pulls and really mixing it up. And I've seen some clips and I think her outfits change at a lot of concerts as well, a lot of the tour. So it just is just always a little bit different every night. So several years, many years ago, she came out with her album four and then she dropped her surprise Beyonce album which was like a life-changing album for me. That was an album that I would listen to when I was still able to run. (laughs) And it made me feel like there was air under my feet. And then she came out with Lemonade, which was the same thing. And these were both like surprise drops. And then she came out with um, Renaissance, which I find to just be her most danceable album ever. Like Renaissance is like a much more like joyous album like Beyonce and Lemonade are more about heartbreak and Renaissance was more about joy so all of these are a complete departure from what she's doing and so why do we need to be the same lawyers or the same whatever we're doing try a new marketing technique explore a new area of law I've been exploring employment law I'm exploring it with working with someone who's an employment law expert, and I'm learning a ton. 
become a volunteer judge pro tem. I did that for years. I've had to take that off of my plate because it's just not something that I can fit in anymore because of how much requirements they have for you. But it was something that I enjoyed for a lot of years and still like to tell the stories about it. Join a nonprofit board. Teach a class. Before COVID, I was teaching classes that were uh, like for different employers. It was this company that would hire me and I would do things like time management and wellness. I love doing those so much. Write an article. Do a podcast. The possibilities are endless. You can reinvent yourself any way you want. Number three, be approach approachable but mysterious. Beyonce has over 100 million followers on Instagram. She regularly posts cute pictures of her daughter and vacation shots with her husband, JC, but she doesn't follow anyone. And although her postings are very fun and you feel like you're getting an inside look, they really don't tell you anything about her. And your clients and customers should see you the same way. They're coming to you because they have problems or some sort of need. And although they want to know you're a real person, they don't want to know about the intricacies of your life, like that you're, you know, that you're feeling sick or whatever. And sometimes I've, you know, I will step back from this a little bit because over the last year, I think I've had to share more with my brother being sick. I've had to share that to people, let them know, you know, I'm super responsive. Um, but maybe instead of hearing from me in 10 minutes, it might be five hours because I have stuff going on with my brother. And now, like with my dad and my father-in-law, and I've had a couple illnesses this year. And over the last couple of years, I had COVID twice and I had my gallbladder taken out. So there's things that I've had to share to be like, this is why I'm not as responsive of, responsive as, as usual. Clients will follow you on social media. I have a lot of clients who follow me on social media, but I remain rather, I would say, mysterious every once in a while. I probably post the most of my grandsons. Um, I will sometimes post a vacation picture. Um, my One of my daughters, you know, may post for something for my daughters. It's not a place for you to take a picture of yourself fanning yourself with a wad of cash or doing shots um, at Thunder from Down Under. You know, just be classy on it. And that's one thing I always say about Beyonce. I mean, she's very classy. Number four, be multifaceted. Beyonce, singer, songwriter, producer, actress, fashion designer, wife, mother. And we may not always feel like it, but we are so much more than the practice of law or whatever our career is. We're parishioners, parents, writers, photographers, runners, artists, travelers, um, chefs, ants, like you name it, we're all of it. And every lawyer I have ever met has passions that go behind the law, go beyond the law. I have a friend who is a lawyer who writes a great blog, and he loves music. He regularly goes to music festivals. He plays music. He's, like, really into it. He's really into the arts. Um, I have other friends who, like, really love travel, you know, just friends who are really, really great about just being out there and... Um, expressing their passions. So follow your heart on these other parts of your life. It makes you a better and more compassionate attorney. I know when I come back from a trip, oftentimes if, if the trip goes well, I feel very, very refreshed and feel like I have a new lease on life. One of my passions is movies. I'm getting into an executive producer role. If you're interested in looking at what I'm doing, go to loadedforbeardoc.com and you can learn more about what I've been doing. And I love movies and talking about movies. I mean, this is why, you know, a lot of times you'll hear that I'm um, on the film vault or talking to the guys from the film vault. 
that's this. That is part of my love for movies, which is way beyond being a lawyer. All right, number five, carry a fabulous bag and wear fabulous shoes. Your day will be so much better if you're carrying the perfect bag for the occasion and your feet look and feel great. Okay, I'm going to be honest about this tip. Maybe this just works for me, but do whatever it is that makes you happy. So I'm going to go back to my bag analogy. I have um, a lot of bags. And this is going to sound so crazy. I can't believe I'm admitting to this. I catalog them. And every week I switch to a new bag. I do this because, one, it allows me to go through my rotation. Two, it makes my bags last longer. And three, I'm doing a bag clean out every week, which is crazy as it sounds. It feels like a reset. Um, shoes become a very thought out process. Now that I'm getting older, as I'm leaving for the day, I'm really mindful about my shoes. Are my shoes long and are my shoes high enough for the pants I'm wearing? How much walking do I have to do? How hot is it outside? Um, am I walking anywhere where it's going to be dirty? Is it going to rain? Like there has been, and this is because of years of things just being going wrong and there's been a time where um, I wore heels and it poured and I had to walk in the city and I was walking through puddles and my feet and pants up to my ankles were sopping wet and I had to go into court and do court so what did I learn from that in the future (laughs) if it's if there's rain I will wear um, combat boots with a suit. And sometimes I'll bring another pair of shoes to like um, change into. But sometimes I'll just wear those boots. I'm like, you know what? It's pouring outside. I am not walking through puddles, especially if it's like going into the city where I have to park at a garage and walk a couple blocks. Um, And then, you know, there's shoes that are just more comfortable than others. I have some shoes that are beautiful. There was, I remember this many years ago, I bought a new pair of shoes and wore them like in a July and had to walk in the city and the shoes crumbled on my feet. I returned them (laughs) um, and said these shoes basically fell apart, but I should have been smarter. That was not the day to wear those shoes. Okay, number six have an alter ego. This is a really old school, but Beyonce had Sasha Fierce. And she has said about Sasha Fierce, this alter ego I created kind of protects me and who I really am. Sasha Fierce is the more aggressive, more outspoken and more glamorous side that comes out when I'm working. So this really made me think because sometimes this job is really hard. All our jobs are hard. We get yelled at, we get criticized at times, and sometimes I just have a, like a mask that I put up where it's like, okay, this alter ego, this mask, this is where the bad stuff is bouncing off of, and then that way I don't take it home at night. I'll be honest, does this always work? No, it doesn't, (laughs) because um, it's hard. You know, people say critical things or they are, um, you know, probably one of the biggest things for me is, you know, someone will call and I haven't called them back in 30 minutes. So they'll email and they'll don't get an instant response back. And then so they'll call back and be like, I'm trying to get a hold of Florence and I can't get a hold of her. And so my staff will be, you know, say things like, well, she's in court, (laughs) but, and, and this shouldn't bother me, but it really does. Like I have a thing where by the end of the evening, I just want all the emails to be answered or cleaned up and all of the telephone calls to be answered. And in a lot of days I get that done. And then some days I don't, and I take it home with me. And that's where you just need to compartmentalize and be like, okay, the morning will exist and I will take care of this. Number seven, be a good host. At this point, I've attended three 
Beyonce concerts, two solo and one with Jay-Z. And how did she make me feel? And how did she make the audience feel? She made everyone feel warm and welcome. And I will say this about a greeting. And I had to tell this to myself because I used to have this thing where I would go into a meeting and I would be so overwhelmed by what was ever happening that day that I would walk into the meeting and my face would be tight and I would be like, it just instantly starts saying, oh my gosh, I'm so busy today. And someone's here to talk to me. And I'm probably making them very tense by the greeting. So I started doing this thing many years ago. And it was from my desk to the conference room is probably 25 steps. As I'm walking, I inhale and exhale. And then I smile and I tell myself, smile, Florence. And so when I'm walking the co- around the corner and coming into the office, I'm smiling and saying, hi, I'm Florence. Good to see you. Totally has changed how I feel when I enter a room. And obviously, I don't know what the other people are feeling, but in my mind, they are much more relaxed and know that I am there to talk about them. Number eight, be a fan of others. Beyonce loves the blues, country music, jazz, and sometimes she incorporates flavors of other music into her music and style. I felt like her last album, Renaissance, was a lot of disco, which I thought was really fun, like a lot of elements of like maybe Diana Ross. Do the same. Be a fangirl or fanboy of other styles. Uh, sometimes I will, you know, follow some attorneys that are really famous and listen to how they do things and incorporate things. Sometimes I am just talking to other attorneys that I know and incorporating things. I will tell you who has been a big inspiration for me is young lawyers. They have a really healthy perspective. You know, when I started practicing law, it was like, and I, and I started at a firm and it was not a great experience, honestly. Um, and I was there for about an hour and a half, or an hour and a half, I wish an hour and a half, a year and a half. And I remember how I would often feel, and it wasn't great. And when you tried to have like a work-life balance, it wasn't always appreciated. And I think younger attorneys are going in and saying, I'm going to have stuff that's going on. I'm having kids, I'm going on a vacation, and this is important to me. I need this time. And so it's a picking up things from other that other people do. I'm always like being a sponge, like, you know, I'll have um, lunch with attorneys or I'll have lunch with other professionals. I have a friend who is an art dealer. I have a friend who's a CPA and we'll have lunch and sometimes I'll just ask them, I'll be like, what does your day look like tomorrow? Because I want to hear them walk through their day and tell me what they have going on and how they're dealing with it. Number nine, eat healthy, at least some of the time. Um, I've noticed, you know, Beyonce has gone from being stick um, thin to, I don't even want to say heavier because she's still so skinny. She has the tiniest waist. But... Um, probably not like, not like a stick. And there are times where she goes on a vegan cleanse. And I think there's times where she eats ice cream and cake. So eat well, but don't be afraid of fun treats. I noticed this summer, I've been eating a lot of vegetables and salads, and that helps me quite a bit. Which brings me to number 10, take care of yourself. I'm always trying to find something to make myself feel better. Um, I went to my orthopedic doctor about my hip. I asked him to prescribe me physical therapy because I've been having, when I wake up in the morning, like the pain has been crazy. I'll go to the chiropractor. I've been getting the IVs that I talked about earlier. I'm still doing cycling. I belong to a place called Cycle Bar. 
I have eight classes a month and the classes are 45 minutes. I will tell you this, it is very difficult to use my eight classes every month and that's like a goal for me. My goal is you are going to to get in eight classes, 30 to 31 days in a month. Um, oftentimes, I'm squeezing in my last few classes at the end of the month. And I always think, why? Why is it so hard for me to be able to get about an hour and 15 minutes to myself? 15 minutes there, 45 minutes on the bike, 15 minutes back. It's an hour and a half. Eight times a month, and it becomes very difficult. And so that's a gauge for me of trying to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And I oftentimes go on the app for Cycle Bar and look at the classes for the week and just try to figure out where I can schedule. And I, I jump all over the schedule. I, I notice there's some people that only go to morning classes, some people that only go to night classes, some people that only go to weekends, some people only go to middays. I'm jumping all over the schedule, so I kind of see different people all the time and see the patterns. Here's a new one that I've started doing. By midday, I feel so tired, and a lot of times I'll want like an iced coffee. When I um, saw Beyonce, she is a fan. She has like a wind machine on her at all times. Just the whole time. Her hair's blowing. And there was an article that I came across recently that said, if you're feeling kind of exhausted, have a fan going on you because that just helps with your oxygen levels. So I got a fan. I When um, the air conditioner broke, I bought three fans. Two I ended up um, returning. We never needed them. But one I kept. And I have it going. It's on me at all times in the office. And I have felt so much more refreshed and n- not having that slump in the afternoon. Like something so simple. All right. Number 11, go off the grid. So I can't afford to go sailing around the world for a year, like I'm guessing in my mind Beyonce and Jay-Z do, or, you know, I think they have multiple homes, like, holing up in my house and just, you know, she probably works out and records and is with her kids and has meals prepared for her. I don't, I don't live that life. None of us do. Um, I a funny line from one of her songs. She was saying it takes a billion dollars, a billion, buh, billion dollars to look this good. Just kind of a poke at herself. But I thought that was really cute and funny because sure, I'm sure it does, you know, to make the hair and the makeup so perfect. Her makeup was flawless the entire time. Um, when I was out this week, when I would come home from it being so hot, my makeup was steamed off of my face. It was just gone. So go off the grid when you can. This Saturday, I'm recording this the Saturday of Labor Day. So I'm actually joyous. I'm so joyous right now. I took a two-hour bath. I finally had time to do this podcast. This podcast, which I was on a schedule for for years where I would do it every two weeks, it's been kind of monthly. I read for the first time in over a week. I have a pile of magazines waiting for me, including September Vogue, which is I've always said this, September Vogue is my favorite holiday. To me, September Vogue means so much. Um, You know, it's so important to me for so many reasons. I'm going to take a detour a little bit. I started reading September Vogue when I was 12 years old. I would buy it at Kmart in New Lenox, and it was like a big, thick catalog, like 800 pages. And I would keep it for the whole year and just thumb through it. They don't make it that way anymore. It's like more like 400 pages, but it's still hefty. And I would use Vogue to help me make my limited budget clothes look more fashionable. And I would use it for makeup tips and see the accessories that the supermodels were wearing. And I've subscribed to Vogue for about 20 years at least. And whenever it comes, I feel fancy, like I'm Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. 
Now living in Arizona, it actually even has a, an additional meaning to me because it's the beginning of the end of summer. So it, be, it comes mid-August, mid-ish August. And we still have many weeks of of weather that sucks, sticky, hot weather. But I can look at the fall fashions and dream of wearing sweaters, boots, heels, jeans, jackets. Like I said, I've called it my favorite holiday for years. And have have these landmarks in your life which make you feel special. Vacation is one thing. Planning vacation is one of my stress relievers. Looking, you know, at the different hotels in a city, um, looking at the airline times, trying to figure out the best airlines, stress relievers for me. Birthdays, dinners with family, lunch with a friend, walks, cleaning out a a closet, conferences is another one for me. These are all landmarks to help you um, get by. And if you haven't gotten the September of yet, get it. It has all the greatest of all time supermodels Cindy Crawford Linda Evangelista Naomi Campbell Christy Turlington I have been saving this magazine like I've been saving a a fine wine I've been reading all my other magazines and then I will get to my my September Vogue but that'll be one of the things where I will go off the grid I might I'm going to Hawaii next week maybe I'll take it with me to Hawaii okay number 12 have friends in your field here's Beyonce's friends Taylor Swift, Kelly Rollins, Michelle Williams, Gwyneth Paltrow, Rihanna. These friends have similar careers. What do you think they talk about? They share stories of their jobs. Some of my best friends are attorneys and and, and people with other businesses. They know what you go through and you get fresh perspectives on cases from them as well as commiserate on the day-to-day grind. My 13th and my last one is look back at your accomplishments. Beyonce regularly posts throwback pics. How often do we look back at what we do? Sometimes I pull up an old calendar. I have a box that has my monthly calendar sheets in it. And sometimes I'll just randomly pull one out from like five years ago and think, I can't believe I did all that. Like it feels like It's nothing even that I'm thinking about that was something that was so intense for a period of time. Enjoy your success and remember this lyric from Beyonce's song, Freedom. I'm going to keep running because a winner don't quit on themselves. Um, You just keep moving, keep going along. And I think that's what Beyonce helps us with. Um, I don't really have too many movie reviews. I did see the Beanie Baby movie. The I think it's called the Beanie Bubble on Apple TV. It was so good. I lived through it in the 1990s. I worked at an office where people lost their minds and would go to these small stores in Chicago searching for certain Beanie Babies. My mom still has a bunch of them. The owner of the company was a bit of a weirdo and he had a massive ego and tried to screw over all the women who gave him great ideas and it had a very satisfying ending i'm dying to find a book or or like a really um intense article or something like i'd love to know more so it was a really fun movie short uh zach galifianakis did a great job i just finished um the second season of and just like that i've talked about the show before it is the sequel to sex the sex in the city show um it's because i love sex in the city so much it's a little bit hard like they did the smart thing and they didn't try to create recreate sex in the city which i think is what they tried to do with the movies they tried to take the magic of the show and put it in the movies which didn't really pan out i will say this initially when i saw the first movie i loved it and when I saw the second movie, I hated it. I recently re-watched both of them. I don't think the first movie stands up as much. And the second movie isn't as bad. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But, and just like that, I th- okay, so instead of being like a half hour show, it's more like 
it's more like an hour show. It might be like a little bit more drama instead of comedy. It doesn't have as many laugh out loud moments like I feel like Sex and the City did. And But the last few episodes, the, and they introduced new cast who at first I think were kind of, um, I don't know, awkwardly put in. They were awkwardly put in to the beginning of like the first season where it's like, oh, and here's Carrie and Charlotte's new friends and Miranda's new friends. And they just felt shoehorned in. But then suddenly I felt like their stories were really moving along. There were some fun callbacks in second season. And the last two episodes I thought were really outstanding. So I'm back on board. I guess I was never off board, but I wasn't enjoying it as much. So if you're a fan of Sex and the City, I think in Just Like That does um, does honor to that show. I felt the, the way they ended the second season was um, satisfying and a way to keep the show going. I don't want to talk about it if uh because i don't want to do any spoilers but i really really thought it was a great way to end it and i'm looking forward to uh the third season okay everybody thank you for listening you can find the podcast on um patreon um soundcloud itunes um you know what i completely lost my notes (laughs) I think that's it. I'm losing it. I lost my notes to finish up. But you know where to find the podcast. You're listening to it now. And um, continue to um, message me on Facebook. Uh, You can find my law office website at brummerlaw.com. Thank you so much. I'll be back talking to you in the next couple of weeks.